it's time for Silver and Black Today Game Day. We're breaking down the Raiders' upcoming game and bring you in-depth analysis from National Football Insiders. Let's get the nation fired up. Here are your hosts, Scott Gobranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Sunday morning, Las Vegas. Sunday morning, Raider Nation all over the country, whether you're listening to us on 1140 The Bet in Las Vegas or right here on 98.5 The Fan or on the Odyssey app, no matter where you are, we hear from folks all over the country from Raider Nation listening to Silver and Black Today Game Day. Oh, but the Raiders season is over. It comes to an end against the Cincinnati Bengals last weekend. The Raiders, 26-19 losers to Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Joining you today, Scockle Branson and my co-host, Mr. David Stepanian. And David, the clock struck midnight. The coach turned to a pumpkin, and the Raiders found their way back to Las Vegas, being bounced out in the first round. Not to hold their heads low, they won four in a row to make the playoffs, and you see a little bit of progress despite all of the challenges they face this year, David. Uh, Yeah, it's disappointing for Raider Nation this morning that they're not waking up getting ready for the Raiders to play another football game, but you got to be proud of this team, and you got to say, okay, we are on the right track. Yeah, absolutely, Scott, and i got to tell you, even as a fan of the Raiders, I mean, I'm still feeling pretty good over how this season played out because I feel like every week for the past few weeks we've been on the air and we're just talking about how unbelievable this season has been. Week in and week out, this mm-hmm. team has been fighting hard. They've been playing 110%. I, I, as a fan of this, I haven't seen anything like this in my life. I mean, it's really kind of like a miracle season. This is kind of like the season they make movies about. Even when you reach the playoffs and, and even when you lose to a great Cincinnati Bengals team, you got to feel really special. you got to feel really happy about how well this team played down the stretch and how they won big games and how far they made it. Nobody saw this coming a month, a month and a half ago, and it, it really has been a, a tip of the cat. To the, uh, to the Raiders for making it this far. I mean, hey, I was pretty satisfied. Disappointing end of the season for sure, but I, I think just making the playoff uh, was, was huge. It was. It wasn't enough, David, to save the job of Mike Mayock. Of course, he was fired this previous week uh, from the Raiders. Uh, I think what doomed him was hitching his star to John Gruden. John Gruden and Mike Mayock drafts over the last few years have not been great, especially in the early rounds where you make your money, so to speak. Lower rounds, yes, there's been some hits. You have the Divine Diablo this year. Uh, You have Nate Hobbs, some of those good picks, but that's not enough when you're missing on your first and second rounders, when you're missing on guys like Cleveland Farrell, when you're missing on guys in the third round like Lynn Bowden Jr., Tanner Muse, Damon Arnett released, signed by the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, to a futures contract on Thursday. So you look at all that, wasn't enough to save Mike Mayock, even though he knew to to save his job, at least have a chance of saving it before the season began and before the John Gruden disaster. He knew they would have to make the playoffs. They did make the playoffs, but they kind of got there in an unusual way. Rich Basaccia awaiting his decision. He's got no chance, folks. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. you got to thank him for everything he did, David. It's all about Jim Harbaugh right now. The the rumors continue to swirl. We had Brandon Brown, the publisher of Wolverine Digest, on our sport, on a, a, that's a Sports Illustrated publication, by the way. 
on our show down in Southern California on Friday. We're going to play some of that interview later in the show in our third segment. Uh, And oh, by the way, coming up in the next segment, because there is no Raiders game today, uh, of course, we had the playoff games yesterday, and then today we have some games as well. So we're bringing on our good friend Jeff Parles. Jeff is the host of Bet Center on VSIN Live uh, right here in Las Vegas down uh, at the at in downtown at the Circa, and he's going to be with us to give you him and him and David. You're gonna you guys are going to geek out over the numbers over the games, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, it's funny. I asked you. I specifically asked you, Scott. Like, let's get Jeff on here because this is just the right time. To get to get Jeff on and talk some bets, talk some props. I mean, we got two big games. I love this Bills Chiefs game today. By the way, uh, there's some big, big games, and I'm excited to have Jeff on to talk about. It. Yeah, I mean, you look at the games later today. You have, as you mentioned, the Chiefs hosting the Buffalo Bills. Bills are a two-point underdog at this point. Uh, the Rams a three-point underdog to Tom Brady, the immortal one, uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're going to get Jeff's play on that. And then we'll, we'll, we'll talk to him about some of those props. I know you got some good stuff to talk to him about, David, as well as kind of how he sees it all working out and then you know how big of a deal the Super Bowl will be this year as we roll on with the playoffs uh, into uh, the big game coming up in February. And, of course, uh, we won't talk to him about Pro Bowl props. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, we're, yeah. We're gonna, They're not out yet. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and you got to be a special kind of gambler if you're betting on the Pro Bowl. I would never bet on the Pro Bowl, but you're going to... I guess I'm a special kind of gambler then. Well, but, I, love betting, I, I love betting on football. I don't care. Preseason Pro Bowl, give, <laughs> give, give it all to me. Yes, and we're also going to ask him, David, because and we'll talk about this a little bit here with the rest of this segment as well, is the whole Jim Harbaugh thing. I talked about Brandon Brown from Wolverine Digest on our Friday show. He talked about it and that... You you know, he three days ago, just three days ago, he was like, no way in hell Jim Harbaugh's leaving Michigan. It's not real. It's just a bunch of, you know, a bunch of smoke, but no fire. He's changed his mind and believes that, no, it's going to be up to Jim Harbaugh and that Jim Harbaugh, if offered, if you go back to Bruce Feldman's tweet earlier in the week, uh, the, the writer said that Jim Harbaugh, if he wants the Raiders job, he can have it. So we're there. So let's talk about I know we talked about it on the last show a little bit about Harbaugh because this has been going on for a couple of weeks. But, David, it looks to be much more real. The Raiders also have to hire a GM. Uh, and, of course, Dobbs out of Indianapolis. They've been talking about that one. Raider Nation's squarely behind that. But there's been really no other big name coaches. There's no Byron Leftwich. There's no Brian Flores. There's no Brian Dable that has been linked to the Raiders. The Raiders have not conducted. It's been now a week. They have not conducted any significant interviews. They've done some minor interviews, which I think is all about the Rooney rule and about just getting some guys in to check boxes. Uh, what That is what it is. But nonetheless, uh, you look at the situation. Jim Baharbaugh seems to be the guy, and you don't seem to be hearing anything about anyone else. Well, and we were talking a little bit about the odds of who's going to be the next coach of the Raiders. And man, Harbaugh is just such a huge favorite. He's, mm-hmm. he's an overwhelming favorite to coach the Raiders next season. And is it kind of like, are the Raiders putting all their eggs in one basket? Is that uh-huh. kind of like why we're not hearing about a Byron Leftwich or Brian Dable or one of these other guys? Or, uh, you know, could it be that we, we just got the season over with a week ago? Maybe the Raiders need a little bit more time to get this coaching hunt going. Maybe the GM, I mean, the GM has to come first. So I think, uh, we'll see it. We'll see and hear more about this in the next few weeks. I think just give it time, and we'll see more names 
pop up. But Byron Leftwich was an interesting name that I did see on that odds board. He was a uh, ten to one to be rated in that coach. I don't think that's actually a bad number, and I don't think that's too far off from a guy like Pistachio or Harbaugh. Yeah, and and here's the thing, though. I think with the with the Jim Harbaugh, you to your point about all your eggs in one basket. You know, it's a double-edged sword because what, 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 and again, this is all just us guessing because nobody knows. Mark Davis, they're keeping it close to the vest. No one knows what's going on. They, they also have to find a GM. So it's not like they're just looking for a head coach. They got to find a GM too. That's just as important. So you look at that situation and you say to yourself, well, if we want Jim Harbaugh and he's our guy, we kind of have to show them that we're serious. So, so if you're Jim Harbaugh and you're looking at the Raiders and you're not hearing any other names associated with the Raiders, you're feeling a little special, aren't you? I mean, you're feeling like, hey, this team wants me. They're going to pay me in the money situation, all that stuff. And so, so you feel good about that. And so maybe that's the Raiders strategy there. If it's not their strategy, then I'm concerned because if, if Jim Harbaugh doesn't happen, because there's always a chance, you know, the best uh, made plans of mice and men, right? It, it couldn't happen. If it doesn't happen, then what do you do? Then you're scrambling uh, and, and, and you have to find a GM and a coach and the guy you want is not there. So, so I'm a little bit concerned with that. But there, to your point, there is time. Of course, fans want this to happen now. They want to be excited about where the franchise is going on the field after the Gruden stuff. And so to me, though, uh, it, it's, it's, it's patience. And, and it's the hardest thing for people and the hardest thing, I think, for football fans to say, hey, uh, we got bounced out. We don't have any football to watch. So now we just got to get excited about the coaching search. Yeah, and uh, Ian Rappaport reported uh, about a week ago that Derek Carr's future with the Raiders depends on if he agrees on the new head coach. On the flip side, Jim Harbaugh is reportedly, reportedly telling recruits before they commit there's a strong chance he's going to return to the NFL this offseason. Harbaugh is an absolute slam dunk of a hire, and if it happens, it'll be a bright spot as the future for this organization remains uncertain. Yeah, and, and, and to me, I agree. I mean, listen, the guy's won everywhere. I mean, you look at uh, going back, of course, he had his first coaching job with Al Davis and the Raiders, then he goes to USD. By the way, did you see that funny quote from Al Davis that somebody shared this week? What, what was it? <laughs> he, when, when Jim Harbaugh, and this is a great story, when Jim Harbaugh told Al Davis that he was leaving to go coach the University of San Diego, the Toreros, um, which is Division Three. Um, he told Al Davis, and Al Davis said, "Well, he's like, uh, you know, I I coached college too, but I coached at USC, <laughs> or, or something to that that effect. It was like, or it's it's U it was USC, not USD, right? So so uh, just a funny one there. But he's won everywhere he's gone. Went to Stanford, mm -hmm. then then went to San Francisco. Three NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl, and you gotta think too." Uh, if you look, think about this, David, that his brother, his brother beat him in the Super Bowl, if you recall. Remember, it was the Harbaugh Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And so every Thanksgiving, every Christmas they get together, the bro brother flashes a Super Bowl ring. Jim Harbaugh, of course, back at his alma mater, a dream job for any football coach. He's getting paid very low compared to what, what his colleagues are getting paid. He's at $4 million base salary per year. And does he have something to prove? Listen, he went to three NFC Championship games in the Super Bowl. Now, you got so close to having and attaining the, the best goal you can possibly get in, in the game of football, which is a professional football championship, a Super Bowl Lombardi trophy. Does that, in, I mean, to me, if I'm him, knowing how competitive he is, he's a strange dude, but knowing how competitive he is, you got to think that that's playing in his mind and will play into his decision. Yeah, and uh, well, well you, go, you go back to that, the three 
title games in his first three years in San Francisco. He goes to Ann Arbor. Michigan gets its first back-to-back 10-win seasons in 15 years. He finally beat Ohio State. He gets to the college football playoffs. And look, he's got one of the highest-paid coaching staff in college. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a guy that, I mean, just going to be a great hire. And I think Raider Nation should be excited to have his name floating around. He wants to come back to the NFL. He's telling this to recruits. It's, it's the worst-kept secret. I think it's only a matter of time here. And look, you're going to be in the AFC with your brother as well now. So we're going to see these Harbaugh matchups <laughs> more often, too. And uh, I know, as you mentioned, that Super Bowl, his parents weren't in attendance to that game, right? They didn't want to be biased and root mm-hmm. for uh, one of their sons. Right. So I think there's just a ton of it, – it's just all around a slam dunk to come back the NFL and coach the Raiders. Well, and, and, and to your point about Carr, I don't think Carr's going anywhere. I think there's people who don't like Carr that want to see him gone, and so they're going to use this as an excuse. Oh, well, he's going to come in, and it's like, no. The reason Jim Harbaugh would take this job, in addition to money and, and having history with Mark Davis and the Raider organization, is the fact that if you look at all eight openings in the NFL, David, this is the only one with a stable quarterback situation. The rest of them are a disaster. So if you're going to go in and say, hey, do I want to coach a team that won four games and doesn't have a quarterback? Do I want to coach a team that had 10 wins, made the playoffs, has a quarterback? Yeah, the, the roster needs work, has a better defense with some, some key pieces ready to go on it. On offense, some key pieces got to build the offensive line. But nonetheless, if you look at all those situations, and that's not just because we do a Raiders show. That is if you look at the rosters of the teams with opening. You usually don't have a coaching opening when you win 10 wins and make the playoffs, but we all know what happened there. So to me, if I'm a coach, this is the job I want. Yeah, I, I agree. And look, Vegas is a great city. you got a Legion Stadium. Oh, yeah. I, mean, we, we hear, I mean, we hear this every time Vegas gets brought up. I, it's an ideal place to work, and I feel like uh, Davis is a guy who let Harbaugh kind of take the reins and make big executive decisions, kind of like he let Gruden a few years ago. Yeah. So I think I, I think this is a situation that any coach would love to come and uh, take a look at. I think Doug Peterson's another name that's been popping up. I don't want to take, get off the subject of Harbaugh, but look, Doug Peterson is another great name that's been floating around. It, it, you have these great coaches who have a lot of interest in coming to Vegas. Yeah, and David, who? Would, but let's switch to the GM for a few minutes here. You look at the general manager position, very important. This roster has a lot of holes. It needs to be built. They've missed on multiple drafts and high draft picks, which has set this team back. Uh, who knows? They could be a 12 or 13 team win at this point if they would have hit on a couple of those even. Um, so this GM hire is really important. Now, Jim Harbaugh, if it's him, He's going to want a little more control over the roster, not Gruden control. So if you're thinking that's what Harbaugh is going to demand, he's not. He can't. It's a different situation. Uh, Mark Davis had stars in his eyes for John Gruden. This is not the case with Harbaugh or the next coach. So when you look at that, Dave, and you look at the GM, what do they need? Who do you like to fit into that spot as the general manager of the Raiders moving forward? I think there's two names to keep an eye on, and that's Jeff Ireland and Ed Dodd. I mean, you keep hearing these names pop up over and over again. And I think the Raiders situation, when you look at the GM openings in, in the NFL, the Bears is another one. And I just feel like the Bears isn't an organization people want to be a part of. It's no. going to be a much more difficult situation for them. The Raiders, as you said, to your point, they have uh, they, they need a little work on the roster, but they got a 10-win season. They made the playoffs. You have your franchise QB in place already. Uh, so I think that 
the Raiders are in a great spot to attract a very high-profile name. I think Jeff Ireland is – I would love to see Jeff Ireland. I mean, he did a great job in New Orleans. And I think uh, – he pull, did he pull his name out of the Bears? Uh, Dobbs did. Dobbs did. Dobbs did. Dodds did. I think Ireland also is drawing interest uh, from the Bears. Yeah. So, but I feel like... But the uh, McCaskies are a mess. Who wants to go work for the McCaskies? I mean... Exa- exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's why, again, I think that's why Vegas is in such a prime position to... Uh, they, they won't regress as much as other teams might in this spot. I think you have such a, a great talent pool of coaches. You have a great pool of GMs. And this, if you're going to need... To uh, do this coaching search, a GM search in any offseason, I think this is a good offseason to do it. Absolutely. All right. We're going to step aside for our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined. We're going to talk your money. We're going to help to hopefully try to make you some money today on the playoff games, the Rams and the Bucks and the Chiefs and the Bills. Jeff Parles, host of Bet Center on Beeson Live, will join us next here on Silver and Black Today, game day on the Bet 1140 and 98-5, the, the fan here in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere, Raider Nation. Raider Nation is fired up. It's Silver and Black Today, game day. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, game day here on 1140 with Bet and the Fan 98.5 in Las Vegas. Thanks for being with us. Scott Branson, David Stepanian, now joining us on our Newsmaker line, our good friend Jeff Parles. He is the host of Bet Center on VSIN Live. You can see him in person too during the week down at South Point and Circa downtown here in Las Vegas. Jeff, thanks for being with us and helping us hopefully try to make some money today. Guys, it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, of course, uh, David, uh, David, and I go back a few years now. And Scott, it's, uh, it's awesome to talk to you again as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. Let's let's jump in. I mean, we got we got two games. One coming up at noon. That is the Rams at the Buccaneers. Uh, line floating about plus three. The Rams are a three point underdog. Uh, what do you see here in this game? I mean, the Rams have played really well. I thought they have played. Well, sneaky good, and they've kind of stayed under the radar. Of course, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, uh, again, doing what they do in the postseason. I see a close game here. How do you see this working out, and where is the money going at this point? Yeah, I, I, I'll tackle that last thing that you that you asked there first. Very interesting to see if this game closes at, at three and a half or mm. if this game closes at two and a half. Mm. I don't think it's going to close a flat three. If it does close a flat three, then uh, I'll be betting the Rams. Uh, I'm going to probably bet the Rams outright as well. We saw these teams match up early in the year. Uh, it was the Bucks' first loss. And the Rams, for whatever reason, in the two games they played against the Tom Brady Bucks, including last year on a Monday night, the Rams beat them both times. And that defense matches up very well with what Tampa wants to do offensively. Now the Rams, of course uh, – have bad safety injuries to the, to the point where Eric Weddle got signed and actually <laughs> played all right uh, on the Monday night against Arizona. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how the Rams defense adjusts without safeties. And also, too, I want to see if Tristan Wirfs is going to be, ready, A, ready to go, and B, if he is able to play, how healthy is he? I, I expect Gents in the center to play. But if Wirfs is out, we saw in that Philadelphia game, when Wirfs was on the field before he got hurt, they basically did whatever they wanted against Philadelphia. And once Wirtz went out of that game, Philadelphia's front seven played a lot better. Yes, I know Tampa blew them out, and it was really, really window dressing that it even got to two scores. 
But I, I think the Rams' defense matches up pretty well. The only concern that I have is it obviously is a quarterback advantage for Tampa with Brady mm-hmm. over Stafford. I think Stafford getting his feet wet in a game that really wasn't competitive on Monday helps the Rams. Uh, but I like the Rams. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the money line, and we'll see uh, who get, goes to the NFC Championship game next week. Well, well Jeff, I man, I, I hate betting against Brady. I just got to say, like, I've, I've done it a number of times, and I kick myself every single time. <laughs> I, I feel like I've learned my lesson betting against that guy. Uh, but you're right. No, the Rams' defense was great against Arizona, but the Cardinals have been collapsing since Week 14 when uh, conveniently they lost to the Rams back then also in Glendale. Uh, but Sean McVay tied the franchise record last week for playoff wins as a coach. He got four, and he turns 36 tomorrow. So happy birthday, coach. Uh Tampa Bay is dealing with injuries, like you said. I mean, Tristan Wirfs, Ryan Jensen, both of those guys went down against Philadelphia. I think that has a lot to do with this spread, too. I mean, it's such a close spread. Uh, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd gave Arizona all sorts of problems. But Tampa Bay has won 8 out of 9. Tom Brady threw nearly 300 yards last week. Giovanni Bernard, Keyshawn Vaughn, they combined for about 100 yards. I, I'm leaning towards the home team in this game, but I love the over. Yeah, interesting stuff. The to- I, yeah, I, I, that's interesting on the total there. I don't really have a feel for the total. Uh, 48 and a half, 49, that feels about right. But I think I'll say, that, I'll, I'll say this. You know, uh, usually you get yourself, usually the correlation is favored and over and under, or, and under with, with the dog. I, I kind of am the opposite on that, David, where, you, where if you like Tampa, you're probably liking the over where Tampa's going to be able to score and, and, and make it look a little bit offensively for them like Philadelphia. <laughs> but that's one of the props. No, I, I love that you bring that up because this is one of the props I wanted to ask you about. Uh, and, you know, this might also kind of correlate with what you're saying here. Matt Stafford over under 280 yards. Uh, I think I, I, I like the under on that, and I like Tom Brady over 288 and a half yards. Uh, I can't rely on Stafford, man. I can't rely on this guy, especially in big games. I mean, like I said, Arizona had just kind of been imploding. I'm not surprised what happened against the Cardinals, but I just can't trust Stafford. I like under on his 280 yards. Yeah, I, look, I, I'm not going to take a ton other than the fact that he got his feet wet and played a clean game against Arizona for Stafford. Uh, the, the one thing that I will say, though, that I will take is that Odell Beckham since coming over to the Rams has looked like the elite wide receiver that he was at the beginning of his career again. And he was awesome on Monday night against the Cardinals. Uh, yardage props are a little bit difficult for me because you could get in a scenario where the Rams are down two touchdowns and Stafford's at like 130 yards going to the fourth quarter. But because they're uh, trying to come back from a multi-score deficit, you could have a, a right-side loser. Uh, which obviously is the least one thing you could possibly get. In this. I do agree with you on the. I do agree with you on the Brady on the Brady prop. Uh, this feels like a, a game where Brady's going to throw for a ton of yards. I also like Gronkowski over his receiving yards as well. We talked about it earlier. No safeties for uh, no safeties that began the year for the Rams healthy in this one. Uh, I expect a big day for Gronkowski. If you want to take a little bite of Brady's yardage over or an anytime touchdown for Gronk and, and Cameron Brady, I would be willing to do that as well because I would expect big games for the tight ends. And also, too, we don't know Leonard Fournette's status of this game yet. We assume he's going to be ready to go. 
who he assumed he was going to be ready for last week against Philadelphia, and he ended up not being taken off IR. So, uh, look, I think the tight ends are the way if you're going to go with a, a with a uh, non-quarterbacking prop, but I do agree with you on Brady's over yardage passing-wise, David. That I will give you. That I do agree with would be the way I would play that. Hey, David's well, right. I love it. That's why we get you on here. Jeff. Well, yeah. No, that's why he, we get Jeff on here. I love it. Well, he wants Jeff on just so he can <laughs> seem like he knows what he's doing. No, I'm just kidding you. Yeah. My, my, guy, my guy David's good, but but it's always good to get validation from a pro like Jeff. We're joined again by Jeff Parles. He's the host of Bet Center on VEASAN Live. You can catch him. Also, follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Parles. That's J-E-F-F-P-A-R-L-E-S. Uh, definitely want to follow him on Twitter. All right, so let's switch to the other game, Jeff. This is the game I'm actually really excited about, the Bills and the Chiefs in Kansas City. Latest odds, It's it's been floating between one and a half and two for the Chiefs. Of course, this is a rematch of a game earlier in the season. The Bills won in Kansas City, so they're going back for the second time. Both coming off these impressive victories. Mahomes, Allen, both lit up their opponents last week. Uh, you look at the Bills, what they did during the offseason, they built their defense to stop Patrick Mahomes. So now they get to do it with a chance uh, to, to move on in the playoffs. You look at this game, the defense is both better for both teams. And, of course, these two quarterbacks who can just throw the ball all over the field. This has the feeling it could be really, really crazy and a high-scoring affair. How do you see it going over? overall and then talk to us a little bit about some of the other plays i expect this game to close at a pick guys i mm-hmm. I, I just think the way this has been bet through the week we have been seeing it i expect this game to close a pick uh buffalo is taking most of the money buffalo seems to be the the, the popular side i expect this game to close at a pick regardless of what this closes at as long as kansas city is in that two, one and a half range. And again, I think it's going to close the pick. I like Kansas City. Uh, look, look, there's one factor with Buffalo that has not really been talked about. Since Tredavious, Tredavious White tore his ACL earlier in the year, they faced one legitimate passing offense, hmm. and that was Tampa Bay. Tom Brady threw for 330 yards and multiple <laughs> touchdowns in that game. And if you remember, Tampa got out to a big lead and really kind of stopped playing in the second half. That's why the Bills were able to force overtime, and eventually he had to walk off touchdown for Brashad Perriman in that game. But I, I look, I expect Kansas City's offense to be able to move the ball. This is a totally different animal for what Buffalo has been. I've seen Josh Allen, obviously, last week, as good of a performance as you're ever going to see. But Josh Allen's been inconsistent this year. Mm. And we have seen times where Josh Allen has looked mediocre. And we've seen times where Josh Allen has been the best quarterback in the league like he was last week. But in the end, home field does matter in the playoffs. The Chiefs have only lost one playoff game with, at home with Mahomes. That was their first AFC championship game they were in. And quite frankly, they should have won that game. That was a game where D Ford hopped offside and Brady threw the pick and it got negated because of that penalty. So I like Kansas City. I don't have a feel for the total. I think that numbers, even though it's high, it's about right with those two offenses. Uh, neither defense, even though, again, Kansas City's defense is significantly better when these, than when these teams met in Week 5. I'm not sure how many stops they'll get, but I trust them to get more stops than Buffalo's defense in this spot. So I like Kansas City, and I expect the Chiefs to roll into yet another AFC title. Game. Wow, wow, we actually agree on one. I feel like uh, every time we get Jeff on here, we, we disagree a little bit. But I agree with you on this one. 
Uh, no offense to the Bengals or Titans, but I feel like this is the real AFC championship game. I feel like the winner <laughs> of this game is going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I can't, yeah, like Jeff is saying, I, I mean, I can't put a lot of stock in their meeting back in October because this KC team turned things around not too long after losing that game. They were 2-3, and three, but they ended the season winning 9 of 10. Uh, both teams looked so good during Wild Card Weekend in their respective blowouts. Uh, Mahomes threw 400, and he had five TDs. And what about Josh Allen? He had more touchdowns than incompletions. I feel like that stat got drilled into our skulls, but it's so astounding. Uh, he had 300 yards, five TDs on 21 of 25 passes. This is the playoff game to watch. It's what we've all been waiting for. And I hate to have to pick a side, but I'm going to go with experience. I like the home team as a short favorite, and I like the over in this one, too. Interesting. Uh, Jeff, we're, yeah. go ahead, Jeff. No, I was going to say, the, I, I, you're starting to see this total crash as well. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if you see people continue, continue to bet this game under. Uh, the buy point for me would be 52 and a half, 52. And God, so I got the 52. It's an auto, uh, auto, uh, uh, bet there. But uh, the one thing you have to realize though, when you have the final game of the weekend and it's a late one too, it's later than usual for, they started these later kick times for the divisional weekend last year. You're going to see the public come in on the over. So you may not get to the number that you really want, but if you're sitting at 53, 53 and a half by the time close to kickoff, you kickoff, you probably want to uh, to buy on that over. So I'm with I'm with David on that as well. Which I, David, this is is this a doom scenario for us? Where we actually on a bunch? I feel like it's a, I feel like it definitely. I'm I'm a little scared now that we agree on this game. I'm uh, going to think about fading our play here. Uh, I'll decide at kickoff. But I mean, Station Casinos here in Vegas does buy, let you buy half points on yeah. the total. There's not too many sports books that let you do that, and they let you buy points on parlay. So if you're liking the favorite, if you if you get a one and a half, you want to buy it down to one, uh, and you if you get a fifty two and a half, you can buy it down to fifty two. I don't know, but there's one quick I wanted to touch on really quick, Jeff. I think I found some value here. Uh, I want to see what you think. Stefan Diggs to get the first touchdown of the game plus a thousand at station. What do you think about that? Fan of doing the first touchdown ones, unless if you're taking a real bomb, because uh, again, it's just, it's just no, it's just, it's just it's just hard. Yeah, it's just hard to uh, to look at to look at it. Look again, what jurisdiction you're you're in? The newer jurisdiction definitely have us beat uh, than here in Vegas, unfortunately. But uh, if you're looking at a at a big one, I would look for Patrick Mahomes to be the first scorer mm. in this game. We know Mahomes can run the ball. Uh, 25 to 1, somewhere in that pocket. If he can somehow get a 30, that would be worth it. He's going to be listed at books here in town that, that list the first touchdown prop. You know that. They always list the quarterback. So that would be the one I would look at. If I'm going to look at a first touchdown score, I would look down the board 10 to 1. Uh, it, it's it's a nice price on Diggs, but I, again, when I like taking a shot on something like that, I'm going for a, for a big bomb of a price. Uh, instead of one of the yeah. four favorites. Well, uh, Jeff, I, w- wise word. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeff, I, I want to get one some prop thoughts from this one, uh, and it's around Josh Allen. You talked just a moment ago about him being inconsistent. You know, there's times he looks like the next uh, 
the next uh, Tom Brady, if you will, or at least maybe Dan Marino. Uh, and then there's t- games where he looks lost. Uh, you look at the props here, tw- 278 and a half yards is the over under with one and a half touchdown passes. Uh, what about those two prop lines? What do you see there? Uh, and would you go over under uh, on, on, or would you go under on Allen knowing it's a huge game in Kansas City against the Chiefs? I would steer clear of the touchdowns because I'm going to imagine it's going to be pretty heavy juice. Yeah. Uh, but I would imagine you bet it over. I don't want an under on that. Yardage is, again, it kind of goes back to what we were saying before. You get weird results with yardage. So, uh, look, I, I would probably steer clear of Allen props. If I'm going to bet an Allen prop, I would probably bet a probably bet a, a rushing yards prop. Mm. We saw last week he went way over very quickly. Uh, you're looking at 50 and a half right now. That's a pretty steep number for a quarterback. But I look, would look to bet that over. That would be the only thing I would look at. Yeah, that's uh, from DraftKings, 15.5. I'm looking at that, too. Rush attempts, 7.5. Interesting, you know, with, with some of these quarterbacks nowadays, you see some of those rushing props, uh, which which are really tantalizing, uh, but uh, it's hard to, to get on top of those sometimes. Um, Jeff, okay, let's switch gears here with a few minutes we have left with you. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the Raiders here in Las Vegas, obviously with the coaching search going on, Jim Harbaugh, the big name. We've seen some of these lines that uh, around the coach Search Jim Harbaugh currently the favorite at plus two hundred, and then you go on down the line. These coaching props. I mean, it, it, the the Raiders situation is interesting because there's no other big names associated with the Raider job. So you got to think that this is a serious situation happening here, and that there's a good shot of Harbaugh. Is this something people who are looking to do something fun uh, and bet it on an interesting prop that's outside of the game should be should be taking a look at? Well, I, here here's the problem with, with this silly season with coaching searches, <laughs> and, and you will know this. You can get a lot of things out there where people are just trying to get more money out of their current employer, which mm-hmm. when it's a collegiate coach, you know that, and especially where Harbaugh took a, uh, a pay cut last year in mm-hmm. order to keep his job, and of course, uh, Michigan makes the playoff. Now, the only counter to that, to flip out of the other perspective is, are we sure Jim Harbaugh hasn't hit the peak at Michigan? Mm. What just happened this past year? They finally beat Ohio State. They win the Big Ten. Get Georgia, and I thought they were going to be able to be competitive in that game. And you knew four minutes in that, well, if you bet Michigan, you're you're in trouble. You're screwed here. You're not winning on that one. Um, so it, it's it's very interesting. Now, you look at the way that this is broken down for the Raiders. I really did think that they were going to fall into the trap at first of bringing Basaccia back. Mm. And as soon as and, and as soon as Mayock got got canned earlier this week, that dissipated. I don't. I, I think Basaccia did a wonderful job. Uh, that team dealt with a lot, as we know this year. They made the playoffs when they weren't supposed to. Uh, he did a great job, but I don't. I, he, he can't really fall into that trap of giving him the permanent job. So look, you look around the rest of the league. You look at the other candidates that they've interviewed so far. No one really stands out. So look, I don't know if I would bet Harbaugh in the markets that are available <laughs> if, if you want to do that. But he definitely seems like a name that would make a whole lot of sense. And you say what you want about Jim Harbaugh, the guy can coach. And in the four years in San Francisco, where of course the last year 
where where it gone sour. Him and Balky hated each other, and they yeah. missed the playoffs. Yep. Jim Harbaugh is an all-time great defensive play from Richard Sherman away for making the yep. Super Bowl in year three. Of course, they made the Super Bowl in year two. And in year one, Kyle Williams fumbles a punt in overtime, and San Francisco <laughs> loses because of that. So, look, I mean, he nearly went to three consecutive Super Bowls with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick as his quarterback. <laughs> so, I, look, I, <laughs> look for the – and look, Derek Carr has – there are obviously issues with Carr playing the quarterback position, but Derek Carr right now – Better than both of those guys were when they when Harbaugh had him. Oh yeah, so that would be something exciting to look at if you're the Raiders. And again, there are some weird things in faraway places like Mike Tomlin was the third favorite in a reputable offshore to be the Raiders' next coach. That's not <laughs> happening. That's no. just ridiculous. No, but it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that with that job. There are a lot of interesting positions that are open this year. Um, the Giants are one at a. For how big of a dumpster fire that team has turned into, that's a team that has to get their GM and head coach higher right. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're, look, it's uh, it's a fascinating carousel. And even though the Raiders don't have the greatest cap situation and a roster that is a little bit older than you would like, they are coming off a playoff appearance with a quarterback that you know is is, is a solid league starter. Yeah. You know I, you can make the playoffs because you just made them. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we talked about it earlier in the show that out of all the head coaching vacancies, uh, it's the only only situation with the better quarterback situation. Everybody else is kind of in limbo and they don't know what they're going to do. So it, it, it's, it'll be it'll be very interesting. Well, Jeff, hey, it's been too long, my friend. Make sure you check out Jeff Parles on his show, host uh, of Bet Center. He is on Vsin Live. You got to check it out. Make sure you watch it. Jeff, we'll have you on the, the rest of the playoffs here too. We'll get some more uh, news and some more views from you on the action coming up in the NFL playoffs. Thanks for being with us, buddy. I'm gonna be with you guys. Thanks for having me. All right, there you Thanks, go. Jeff. All right there. You have it we got to step aside when we come back we'll close out this edition of silver and black today game day david stepani and scott Branson with you don't go anywhere raider nation we're coming right back where the nation rallies every week of the nfl season it's silver and black today game day Welcome back. Silver and Black today, game day, only on the bet, 1140 and 98.5. The Fan here in Las Vegas, of course, both Odyssey stations. You can listen to the show on Odyssey wherever you're at. If you're in Las Vegas, of course, you can tune us in. If you're Raider Nation East Coast, 1140 The Bet, 7 a.m. Eastern with the coffee, the paper. It's cold outside. Grab some eggs. Grab some toast. Listen to some Raider football. Of course, the West Coast, Las Vegas, 9 a.m., 98.5 The Fan. You can also subscribe to the show, your favorite podcast feed, where if you want to listen to it later in the day, eh, that's okay, too. There's no Raiders game today. So you can listen to it at your leisure as you're hanging out at uh, on the home front. So make sure you do that. David Stepani and Scott Branson, we are with you. We're taking you home here the last 10 minutes or so. Uh, David, we talked about the ga- the gaming action today, the playoff games. Let's make some picks here. We'll finish out with some Raider talk in a second. But following up on Jeff, and not from, not from a betting perspective, because that, that can change your view a little bit, but you look at the Rams and the Buccaneers. I know how you talked about betting and betting against Tom Brady, and even straight up, just as who's going to win the game, it's hard for me to pick against Brady. I really like the way the Rams have played. They have some trouble on defense, but that offense is good. I think Matthew Stafford, you mentioned with Jeff Parles in the last segment, 
that you just don't know with him. He hasn't played in these big games yet, uh, and he hasn't been challenged. The Cardinals were not a challenge for him. So if you look at that, it's hard for me to go against Brady. I'd like to see the Rams get it just to get a little bit of a change. But, man, I think Brady's on his way to another NFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I think so too, Scott. And I, I was actually curious because you you didn't really get to touch on it when me and Jeff were talking about this game. I do think, I mean, this Buffalo-Kansas City game is huge. Yeah. But I still think you want to keep an eye on this Rams-Bucks game because this is such an, an entertaining matchup. Yes. And the point spread reflects that. And now if you're telling me I could get Tom Brady and the Bucks at like a straight-up odds of minus 110, theoretically. If yeah. I just like the Bucks, I like them to give giving up the three points. Like, yeah. Of course, I like them to win the game. They're at home, too. I think mm-hmm. that's huge. And like I said, they, they won eight of their last nine games. Uh, Tom Brady threw nearly 300 yards. And I think they found some, they got something here with the run game with Giovanni Bernard and Keyshawn Vaughn. I think they got a lot of weapons. Uh, Gronk is old, but he's reliable. I, you're going to see him get some touches. I think. I really think Tampa Bay has enough on offense to kind of weather the storm that the Rams can present on yeah. defense. Yeah, and that Bucks defense just seems to rise to the occasion, right? You know, you think you think that they might be faltering at times, and they give a little bit here and there, but they they continue to play well. And although I will say the Rams. I don't count them out specifically. I just can't. I cannot pick against Tom Brady. But you look at the Rams. They get to play in a warm weather situation. Now, uh, that's not going to be the same next week. But they get to play in a, no- a warm weather situation, uh, which I think helps them. But, man, Tom Brady just when – I know Raider fans hate to hear that. But Tom Brady, when, when the rubber meets the road, he's ready to go and doing well. And then the Bills and Chiefs game, I really like – I like the Bills. I know I know what Jeff said about uh, Allen and his inconsistencies, but I really think that this, you know, the, the Bills have built their their team this year to beat the Chiefs because of last year. So here they are again, a game before the AFC Championship, of course, but to me this matchup you know, I, I would say the same thing about Mahomes not betting against him, but it's been such an odd year for them in the course of his short career. And so I actually like the Bills. Uh, the Bills aren't going to be dissuaded by the cold weather in Kansas City because it's colder in Buffalo. And you saw what they dealt with last week. So to me, I like the Bills in this game. I actually think the Bills are going to going to win uh, handily. I think they might even win by a touchdown. Wow. Uh, well, look. I feel like Josh Allen, I feel like the Bills in general, they're right there. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. They're, as I said in the previous segment, this is the AFC Championship game. I think the winner of this game is going to the Super Bowl and quite possibly winning the game. I think they got a good shot at winning the big game, too. Uh, Josh Allen was scary good last week. Like I said again before, 300 yards, five TDs. He only had four completions, more touchdowns than incompletions. He's so good. But I just have to go with what history is telling me and what mm. history says. Is you go with the experience. You go with the veteran group of guys. You you go with Mahomes. He's so – betting against Mahomes is, is so crazy. And when they <laughs> played the Super Bowl last year, last year when it was Mahomes versus Brady, I mean, I, I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's crazy. We might see that again this year. We might see a Mahomes-Brady again this year. We, we might see that rematch. And as Jeff was mentioning, the only time Mahomes lost at home was against the Patriots in overtime in that AFC Championship game a few years ago. Yeah. So it's just, Mahomes is just so good at home, and it's just so hard to bet against him. I feel like the Bills, I feel like Josh Allen, 
He's got the weapons too. They're right there in the next couple of years. They're going to be at the big game. You, you know, there's yeah. so much talent there, but I just feel like right now in this spot, I'm going to go with Mahomes. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much credence to the fact because I, I think Bills fans will say, well, what do you mean? The Bills went to Kansas City earlier in the year and beat the Chiefs. That is true, but the Chiefs' defense now is completely different. The Chiefs' defense at that point was a disaster. Now they've played better. They're not a great defense. The Buffalo's defense is obviously better than the Chiefs even, but I will say the Chiefs' defense, when they need to play well, they have played well, especially down the stretch, and so I think that's a great equalizer. All right, finishing up now, going back to Raider Nation, talking about the Raiders. One of the things, David, is you look at this team, whoever the GM and the coach is, um, and whether it's Dobbs and Harbaugh, whoever, they come in, uh, they have a lot of decisions to make. The Raiders have to decide on the Derek Carr contract situation. I'm willing to bet you right now a nice steak dinner on the Las Vegas Strip that Derek Carr will be back with a new three-year deal in Las Vegas this coming season. Uh, but then you have other things you need to talk about, which is Darren Waller. Darren Waller missed five weeks, but Darren Waller is vastly underpaid. Yes, he got a new contract in 2019, but he's top three in the league, and he's not making top three money, so they're going to have to address that. Then you have uh, other guys who might want to raise. You have Max Crosby, who deserves more money. You have a Josh Jacobs situation where you got to decide on, are you going to exercise the fifth-year option? You have to decide that as well by June 1st. So there's a lot of big decisions coming, uh, and there's more. Jonathan Abram, I think, I think uh, you know, he's got one year left, not getting an option. I think you, you, you could even move on from him and try to trade him and get some value for him because he's been underperforming. When you look at this roster outside a car, because that's a separate situation, what's the priority of this team? Who are the two guys they got to get under contract right away, and who are the top maybe four guys they have to wrap up to keep this core together? Well, look, that's that. This is an easier said than done sort of scenario. Yeah. I want to say I like Josh Jacobs to come back, but you look at how he performed this past season and maybe the past two seasons in general. Look at his last game against Cincinnati. Uh, he had 83 yards, and about half of that came on one play in the yeah. second quarter. He's yeah. entering the final year of his contract. You got Derek Carr, as you said, he's entering a contract year too. He maybe he's up for an extension. Um, I. Darren Waller is, is huge because he just signed with a new agency, World Wide West, and we know they, they play hardball. They mm-hmm. like to play hardball with contracts. So I feel like Waller's time with the Raiders is done. Really? Uh, think you think Derek, he's gone? You think they're not going to give him the money? I don't think he's going to get the money with, with the Raiders, no. I wow. Think also, I, I feel like a big thing about his injury, too, was possibly this contract situation coming up too. Maybe he wants to stay healthy going into the offseason, but when you go to the playoffs, I mean, it's not so easy to sit out anymore. They really needed him to come back, mm. and thankfully he did, and uh, they, they, they reached the playoffs thanks to that Chargers game. So I, this is the GM has his work cut out for him, for sure, whoever is the next GM. It's not going to be an easy turnaround. I think the Raiders are going to regress coming into next year, uh, but I think Derek Carr, this Derek Carr contract is going to be huge. I, I and Josh Jacobs, it, it's a big question too. Do you still rely on him? I mean, how many good running backs are you going to find in free agency? Do you, do you hope he turns things around? Do you want to sign Darren Waller to a huge contract because he certainly deserves the money, and so does Max Crosby. But I think those are the four big guys that yeah. you really want to come back. 
Well, and, and my position on Josh Jacobs is uh, you don't give him the option. He's going to play out his final year, and you get that year out of him. But you can go get a good young running back in the third or fourth round of the NFL draft. Listen, I mean, I thought I like Josh Jacobs. His rookie year obviously performed really well, but you, you, he's been consistently inconsistent. Um, when, when we saw him the last three games of this season, he brought on. He was healthier. The offensive line was performing a little well. But in, in this game, in this day and age, a running back is not what you want to do with your first, second round pick. You can go get good running backs. You know, Kenyon Drake's on a contract. If he comes back from that injury, is he going to be a guy in the mix? He's not going to be your, you know, your one A running back. Uh, Josh Jacobs will get a, probably another year to do that, but I think they got to start looking on. And again, I've been very vocal about Jonathan Abram. If I could move Jonathan Abram this year uh, for some draft capital, I would do it. He's not the guy they drafted. They thought he would be. He's not. Did he get better last year? Absolutely. I want to give him credit. He's a good young man. He worked hard to do that. But I just don't see it. You have so many other issues. You got to go get wide receiver. Not just one. You don't just have to replace rugs. Uh, Brian Edwards, nice receiver. He's never going to be what they thought he was. Uh, Zay Jones, maybe a number four receiver. So they got a lot of needs there. So I agree with you uh, as we wrap up. But it's going to be fun. We'll we'll talk about it. By the way, we go on hiatus now. We're a game day show. So we're going to be back, though. Make sure you keep track, and we'll let you know. David and I will be back. We'll talk, uh, obviously, when the new coach and GM are high. We'll do a special here on the stations, and we will also do a draft special coming up. But, David, thanks for being with with us, and you'll hear David as well on our our Southern California show down on the Mightier 1090 on Friday nights at 6 p.m. So you can listen to us. That show goes on all year round, so make sure you check us out there. But, David, thanks for being with us, man. We appreciate everything done, and you'll be part of, obviously, what we're doing and, of course, what we're doing up on sportsnot.com as well. Thanks again for having me, Scott. It was a ton of fun. I look forward to being back on, talk about picks, best bets, and whatnot. But no, it was a ton of fun being back on, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking some more Raider football. Yeah, and we'll get you on. We're going to be doing in the offseason. We're going to start back up our video machine. We'll start doing a lot more videos, so we'll get you on for some videos. Make sure you follow us, too. By the way, all of our audio archives, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast channel, But if you just don't know what you want to do there, check out silverandblacktonight.com. Also, follow us on Twitter, SNB Tonight. You can follow me at LV Gully. And just want to thank, of course, our executive producer here with Silver and Black Tonight, excuse me, Silver and Black Today. That is Mark Bonilla. Uh, And for everybody here, well, thank you. We'll talk to you guys next season. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed where we will do all sorts of special content during the offseason. For everyone here at Silver and Black, today game day thanks for being with us Raider Nation it's going to be a killer off season stay strong and we'll talk to you next season